1: Welcome. It's indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richard. Good to be with you. I have a lot on the agenda today. Breaking down news of the day, well, me and me. Top story of the day. Quite interesting. Uh, Donald Trump says when elected president, when re-elected president, he's going to investigate NBC and MSNBC. And also, Carl Rove, Republican strategist, actually says. The quiet part out loud. Quite fascinating. Um, let's put them up full mass. Never surrender. Mr. Never Surrender, former President Donald Trump, spent his Sunday night on Truth Social raging at NBC News and MSNBC and pledging to have them investigated for country. Threatening treason, country threatening treason, as if there's another type of treason. Before and after leaving office, Trump has often criticized media outlets as the enemy of the people, even those who do not provide him favorable coverage. Now, as the former president faces four criminal indictments, his rhetoric regarding unfriendly press has turned into threats using his truth social media platform. Trump threatened to have Comcast, the parent company of NBC News, and MSNBC investigated for threatening treason while claiming they are not entitled to use the very valuable airwaves of the USA for free. They are almost all dishonest and corrupt he says, but Comcast with its one side and vicious coverage by NBC News. And in particular, MSNBC, often and correctly referred to as MSDNC, Democratic National Committee, should be investigated for its country threatening treason. The Republican presidential front runner wrote to his followers on Sunday. He then criticized, the two news organizations for investigating whether Russia influenced the 2016 election during the start of his first term in office, claiming it was a big campaign contribution to the Democrats. Here we go. Why's this happen? Well, because they allowed it. Donald Trump has created a significant strategy here, but it started years ago. He doesn't have to attack the message. He doesn't have to respond to evidence. He doesn't have to respond to his own rhetoric on the record. He just has to say, The media is bad. I am good. The media is corrupt. I am not. The media committed treason. Not I. Donald Trump's code is not difficult to understand. Basically, whatever he is, he will say the other person is. So he's actually a person. Who is guilty of treason? so what does he do? He says, no, no, no it's actually Comcast, NBC, MSNBC, you know those guys there's more. quote I say up front openly and proudly that when I win the presidency of the United States, they and others on of the lame street stream media will be thoroughly scrutinized." For their knowingly dishonest and corrupt coverage of people, things, and events, Trump added. Why should NBC or any other of the corrupt and dishonest media companies be entitled to use the very valuable airwaves of the USA free? They are a true threat to democracy and are, in fact, the enemy of the people. The fake news media should pay a high price for what they have done to our once great country. He concluded, despite his legal troubles, Trump's chances of being reelected are possible. As he holds a dominating lead over the Republican primary field and is ahead of President Joe Biden in recent polls. So that's one element. Donald Trump is simply branding himself, rebranding himself, as the anti-establishment guy, that's all. So all of the conjecture, all of the rhetoric, all of the extreme language, and frankly, extreme behavior is rooted in that one constant, that he is not like everybody else. And the more adverse he is to normative government structure, politics as usual, or the gatekeepers of his political class, he will seem attractive to many people. Because they don't really care about ideology. There is no Republican Party in the sense of actual ideals or value. It's just Trump now. That's all you have. Republicans are afraid to actually talk about policy because they don't know what Trump is going to say. And because they have no idea what Trump is going to say, they either have to pass the test by being for Trump or against Trump. And that becomes your entry or exit inside or outside of the Republican Party. All right, old school Republican, still just a regular ass Republican. He was posed a question on Fox News, and I think his answer may have shocked them. Here it is. It's generally,
0: it's generally, seen, generally seen that Republicans seen. get blamed for these shutdowns.
2: Well, generally because Republicans are responsible for the shutdown, they seem to <laughs> eagerly want go. it. So yeah, there's a reason why they get blamed and, and, and look, the American people demand that their government try and run itself in an appropriate fashion. And the fact that the biggest financial and business enterprise in the world, the US government can outpass a budget in time and then ends up shutting itself down over things that are on the margin. I mean, we're talking about the difference between this and that. And the Republicans are gonna be shoot themselves in the foot in the run up to the 2024 election if they continue to think that shutdowns are a great way to put themselves
1: in front of the American people. Wow, the, larger, the largest, excuse me, employer of African Americans is the federal government. I want you to think about who loses when they decide to shut down the government. Carl Rowe, this is an insane moment for most of us. I'm in the twilight zone. I'm actually agreeing with Carl Rowe on Fox News, who's telling the truth about Republicans. Here's the other truth. Extremists like Matt Gates, Lauren Boebert, and others inside of the Republican regime, they have hijacked the party. They always knew they were going to do this to McCarthy. McCarthy Only became elected because he decided to play ball with the extremists. And they changed the rules, which allows them to basically take him out of power when they want to. And they're exercising that default that was fixed into his election. McCarthy is no leader. He did not become speaker because he leads. He became speaker because he does not. And this is the natural permeation of that reality. All right, we will update as it comes. Unfortunately, a lot of people may be harmed in the shutdown by then if it happens. All right, innocent man, did not do it, did not commit the crime, never did. He spent years in prison, put him up full mask. He spent five years in prison. So for his trouble, they gave him $350,000, and there's another twist. You're looking at Demetrius Smith, an innocent Maryland man who has now received an apology from the state and approval for a $340,000 plus settlement after he was wrongly convicted of two violent crimes and imprisoned for more than five years. So Mr. Smith was wrongly convicted of first degree assault and murder. In 2008, when he was 25 years of age, Smith spent more than five years in prison, including a full year after his innocence had been completely proven. More than 10 years after his 2013 release, he finally received an apology from the governor, Wes Moore, the state's first black governor, and the Board of Public Works. Governor Moore apologized directly to Smith on September 20th during a Board of Public Works hearing to determine a compensation settlement, according to CBS News. Here's the quote. Uh, we're here today, more than 10 years after he was released from incarceration, providing Mr. Smith with the long overdue justice, with long overdue justice that he was deprived of, an apology from the state of Maryland that until today he's never received, said Moore. I am deeply sorry for the fact that our justice system failed you, not once, but our justice system failed you twice. And while no amount of money can make up for what was taken from you, the action this board is taking today represents a formal acknowledgement from the state for the injustice that was caused. I'm going to give you the details of what actually transpired. Now, naturally, $350,000, that's it, for willful, extreme, and in my opinion, criminal conduct against this one man. You got to think about what happens in these scenario. $350,000, way too low, but the comment is right. There's no amount of money that can really restore what you lose. By giving somebody five years of your life, life is precious. Life is sacred. And it was just taken away. What about the people who did this to him? What about the individuals who were aware that he was innocent? What about the system itself? Has it corrected? Will this happen again? There's more. All right, so more than uh, 10 years uh, after the um, release, he got his apology uh, and the Governor talked about it, wax poetic. Moore was arrested in Baltimore. This is your history in 2008. And charged with killing Robert Long, a murder he never committed. And despite the judge at his bail hearing saying the case was, quote, probably the thinnest case he'd ever seen. The prosecution decided to move forward anyway. Using testimony from a witness, who was not even present at the scene of the crime. While out on bail, he was arrested for assault based on witness testimony that was later recanted. Smith was convicted of murder in 2010. He was sentenced to life in prison plus 18 years. Smith entered an Alfred plea in 2011 for the assault charge. That kind of plea allows the defendant to accept a conviction in exchange or reduce sentence while also asserting they are actually innocent of the crime, but if prosecuted, they, would, they may lose. Because he'd already been convicted of a crime, he did not he did not commit once. Smith thought the effort plea was the best case scenario. That year, the Maryland U.S. Attorney's office charged the person who committed the murder, all right? to get the right guy. And Smith was proven innocent of the crime. However, they didn't release him. And he sat in prison for another 1.5 years until the state dropped the charge in 2012. Smith petitioned the court in May of 2013 to have his Alfred plea for the assault charge dismissed after his murder conviction was dropped and a witness in the case recanted. ProPublica reports Baltimore prosecutor Richard Gibson tried to block it claiming that Judge Barry Williams had no authority to change Smith's sentence. A new prosecutor in 2013 changed the 10-year sentence to time served and three years of probation, later reduced to probation. However, Smith found it difficult to find housing and employment with a record and said he had to sit down and explain the whole story to potential employers. In 2018, Judge Williams finally wiped the shooting conviction from the record, saying that it was in the interests of justice, and there's too much going on to leave it as is. Smith aptly noted that the conviction should not have been on this record in the first place. I'm innocent. Period. Gibson argued against the judge's ruling and argued that the sentence modification wasn't in the best interest of the community. Judge Williams scolded Gibson, proclaiming that Smith's two cases didn't have any detectives in common, which was a lie. Smith was also, uh, Smith was allowed to address Gibson during the hearing. I sat in prison for five years, Smith said while noting that Gibson couldn't even look me in the face, tell me I'm sorry. Humans make mistakes, he said to Gibson before, saying he couldn't understand why the prosecutor didn't do anything about it. This whole situation is a mess, and all he had to do, Say sorry from the beginning, but he knew it was wrong. Gibson did not respond to Smith in court or out of court. According to the Baltimore Banner, the board approved two hundred and twenty-seven thousand dollars in compensation, with an additional eighty-nine thousand for housing assistance and twenty-five thousand to pay his legal fees. Smith said in twenty twenty-two that he'd been waiting a long time for an apology. You know, all I've asked," says Smith. It's not even about the money, because that's not going to bring back the time. We can't get, I can't get them years back ever. They're gone. And that's right. Now, here's the other side of this. The side less discussed, rarely talked about. The prosecution from the beginning was a criminal act against Mr. Smith. The judge went on record to say, this is probably the flimsiest evidence I've ever seen. Giving a warning to the prosecution, providing a note for the record that did not stop the out of control DA nor the ADA. And in order to cover their tracks when it was fully discovered, by another law enforcement agency who actually did the murder. They found the person who did the murder when it was discovered. What do the authorities do with Mr. Smith? Well, they double down, they try to block his ability to obtain remedy. Prosecutors take an oath not to prosecute. The oath literally says to seek justice. But when you go to any prosecutorial office, you know who gets promoted? Not the people who get the most justice, the people who get the most convictions. Not the individuals who provide the most community remedies, but the people who get the most years as it relates to conviction and jail time. That's how they create the hierarchy. That's what they honor. So we can change politicians, we can elect different DAs. We can try to recruit more heartfelt and righteous attorneys. But until that culture changes, to where extreme behavior is not rewarded in this way and those who decide to be rogue against a citizen, well, you should be hearing from the
2: law yourself.
1: Everybody's seen it on social media. Let's go to the video. I will explain the update. Here it is. Put up the picture full mass, so everybody gets a medal, but the one black child in the line. Let's keep that picture up. A video of a young black gymnast being ignored at a ceremony. This actually happened in 2022, video is surfacing. Where every child received a medal, that video obviously has gone viral. Gymnastics Ireland has claimed it was a mistake. They have released a statement following the video going viral. They disclose, quote, we are aware of a video that has been posted on social media relating to an incident that took place over 18 months ago at a Gym Start event in March 2022, for which we received a complaint from the parents of one of our members. The complaint alleged racist behavior by one of our officials at the event. On receipt of the email as per our policy and standard practice in relation to complaints, we investigated the matter. Gymnastics Ireland immediately contacted the family to express concern and reassure them that the matter was being investigated. There's more. We identified the official concerned and informed the individual in question of the complaint. The official in question accepted fully that what had happened had not been acceptable, but stressed that it had not been intentional. The official concerned said that upon realizing the mistake, they immediately rectified it and ensured that the competitor concerned was presented with her medal before she left the field of play. Now, before I go on to some other nuance here, um, damage has already been done. All right, damage has already been done. That damage has been uh, public, that damage has been humiliating. And as you can see, the child is literally looking around like WTF. Am I not here? Do you not see me? Literally, she's right there, okay? Damage has been done, psychological impact already in place, unfortunately. Speaking anonymously, the Irish Independent last week, The mother said that the complaint had not been settled. And the apology was not genuine. She said a one line written apology from the official address, to whom it concerns, was not a genuine apology. And she has taken taken the matter to the Gymnastics Ethics Foundation in Switzerland. Good for her, all right? Um, Let's talk about Simone Biles. She said, and I quote, it broke my heart. Uh, to see footage of a black girl ignored in a gymnastic ceremony. Four time Olympic gold medalist. Miss Bio said, it broke my heart. And now that moment is part of the story. Jordan Childs, an Olympic silver medalist, gymnast, spoke out as well. Let's put it up. Now this is part of the story also. Please help me find this little girl. This is beyond hurtful on so many levels. I need you guys to find her, please, ASAP. End quote. This is is the reality of our societal construct. It can be very ugly, but very beautiful. The responses from those in the community of gymnasts. Well, that's a beautiful thing. It's unfortunate it took something so ugly to produce something so beautiful, all of the support and love. Let's put the picture back up. To the young lady who was ignored, there are people in this world who obviously, who obviously, are not okay with themselves. It is not your fault. It is their shortcoming. But in this moment, feel the love, and don't embrace the hate. You got a lot of love on these streets, all right? You got greatness written all over. We got more on the other side, indisputable stick and stay. All right, welcome back. Always good to be with you. We got a lot on the agenda. Let us not forget, justice is coming. Jenks Progressive Manifesto, justice is coming, now available, all right? It is now available. You need to make sure you grab it as soon as possible. Uh, It's a remarkable book. I've had the pleasure of being able to um, read through it. I got an early edition uh, only because I had to interview him on my radio show. So they sent me a copy that I could not print out. It has some kind of lock on it. but I read it. It's a very good book. Some of the ideology will surprise you at first, and then he gives you explanation. It's genius. Well done. Um, also the uh, yep, also we have the GOP debate. Um, that's on Wednesday 27. So you got Senator Turner. You got Jank, you got Anna. Uh, This is going to be at 8 p.m. Pacific time and 11 p.m. Eastern time. TYT.com forward slash live. All right. Beautiful stuff. Uh, Let me give a shout out to Hunted Dragon. Uh, This was actually from last week. This is a late birthday shout out. So happy birthday. Happy but later birthday to you. Happy but later birthday. And thank you for being so supportive. All right. Um, And Fritza, thank you for that. Buy the flavor corn pop. Um, I remember being the only non-white person in the last company required diversity, equity, inclusion training session I was at before I went freelance. Yeah. Uh, Lynn says, love your co-host today, Dr. Richard. Reminds me a lot of you. Really does, does it? I agree. America needs a reboot. Only the ones like me are corrupt. Trump. Felicia M. Um, thank you so much for all of your great work. If it were not for these videos and information, the public would not know. So I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. And I appreciate you. Iron sharpens iron. That is work. All right. Anomaly me. Very rarely does my jaw drop. Talking about uh, the medal not being given to the only black child. After the competition. Sad puppy. Damn, I'm so ashamed. They treat us like this. Man, I can imagine. 100 years ago, when we had no camera. There you go, good point. Delight loves movies. 35,000 people registered to vote because of Taylor Swift. All over for Trump, but she keeps that up. I gotta tell you something. This is a true story, okay? So I picked up my goddaughter from school. She was on a trip, came back, picked her up from school. And I said, princess, what do you want to listen to? She said, Taylor Swift. I said, why did I ask that question? So I turned it to Taylor Swift, and I'm digging Taylor Swift. I don't know if I'm upset about the request or the fact that I actually like some of the song. I don't know which one. That aside, Taylor Swift is one of the most remarkable individuals in media, in entertainment. I have seen her literally tell her whole team, shut the hell up, when it came to her proclamation about how bad Trump is. So she's a good one to me, 100%. Really appreciate her heart. All right, Vicky Gray, thank you for that, Vicky. Gifted five indisputable memberships, really appreciate you, okay? RJL Network, Trump 20, 24 years in prison. Listen, they gotta either, you gotta go all the way with Trump. You gotta go all the way. Let me remind everybody of one thing. Hitler, look it up, Hitler tried to overthrow the government when he was in charge of a small section of an extremist movement. He got. Caught, it didn't work. He got arrested, had a trial, lasted for days. He got convicted. He got incarcerated. They let him out early. He gets out, game over. Okay? Just remember that. All right, got something for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish you Karen would.
2: You want to pony police on a, on a
0: barbecue on a, a Sunday? You must feel free! Right back off!
2: I'm um, gonna tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Hey, stop me! You act like a scared woman now. you hey, you got all these people around you and your camera? That's how you live, you dogs, huh? That's I don't want nothing to do with the kids,
0: mate. You does not think I'm not, not involved in it?
2: It's me, him, and this. That's it. All right, so stay out of it. All right, you f- black. Oh, that's that's oh, why. This Well, he is, man. You come over here, and they get all that f-
1: reward. Reward. Yep. male care and international care nicety at play here. Put him up for a mass. All right. So, this is in Australia, according to the poster, and he's angry. Not a lot of background to what happened, but naturally, no need to be racist. And when you decide to be racist, when you are involved in, let's just say, a, an aggressive conversation, well, that may land you on indisputable. Allow this to be a public service announcement to those who may want to show their true colors, no pun intended, when an argument is at play. There is no need to go racist because there's a disagreement. Disagreements happen. Disagreements typically won't make it here unless you decide to go full Karen, like you did, sir. Put them up again. All right. And sir, I just want to say this to you, okay? When you got up that morning and you put on that orange shirt with the black collar and you put on a jacket that was orange on top and black at bottom, did you do that on purpose? Because if you coordinated your jacket, orange black combination to your shirt, sir, you need an intervention quickly. I can see why you were so damn upset. Don't get upset at the world because you made a poor decision in the morning time. All right, I got one question for you. What in the red state hell? You can take, you can gun, take a gun, shoot, somebody shoot in the face. It's not hard. Sometimes it might even be fun. if They're a godless commie.
2: Now, what they're trying to do is sneak the COVID vaccine in your salads.
0: I never, had, I hate math. Somebody say, "Amen." You mother!
2: <laughs> you mother! <laughs> And that's pretty good
1: <laughs> Producers, I just Do that again, I'm trying to see some One more time You can There's take a gun, 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 somebody, somebody else. It's not hard Sometimes it might even be fun If they're a godless commie
2: Now what they're trying to do is sneak the COVID vaccine In your salads
0: I, never had, I hate man, Somebody say amen And <laughs> <You laughs> mother- that's pretty good.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> sir, you have no friends, sir. Now, let me do this. Um, because I care about you obviously more than your friends. I'm not trying to be extreme, sir, but you could have died. There's a certain place you get in life where you don't want to fall while trying to run, all right? He literally, I mean, he may have been trying to harm you, sir. And then the other friend, seeing you on the ground, his comment is, that's pretty good. Sir, you're an elder, sir. You're not a spring chicken. And then the friend that decided to do this to you, obviously acting in his normative character, um, he still ran fast as he could, as if you could catch you. Come on, man. You gotta do both. Sir, you need to pick better friends in your life, man. All right? I'm just saying, I care about you, even if they don't. All right, we got more. On the other side, it's indisputable sticking. All right, welcome back. Always good to be with every single one of you. Uh, Craig Gray Soufflé, that little girl is a winner inside and out. I hope she's doing okay, Dr. Richie. That's right. Send her positive vibes and prayers, right? She's gonna be just fine. Okay, yep, very interesting. Positivity leads to success. Talking about the Maryland man who um, served five years. One million for every year spent behind bars, period. That's the bare minimum. There you go. Especially when it's egregious. We're not talking about a good faith mistake. We're not talking about a prosecutorial error. We're talking about prosecutorial misconduct. And then misconduct after that misconduct. And then one more instance of misconduct. I agree with Uh, Fritza. Sorry to the governor, that is not justice. Yep. Grumpy Cat, Karen from the land down under. Yeah. G Martinez Mac, racism is a default mechanism for most, Karen. Uh, The Jack, thank you so much. Welcome to Indisputable. We appreciate you being on board. And that's right. The 505 Wrecking Ball during the last Trump shutdown, we lost 11 billion. And uh, Tipperary Dragon. Um, I only heard about this today. I'm ashamed. Talk about the, um, the Ireland gymnast situation. I only heard about this today. I'm ashamed. This happened in my country. Uh, it's an utter disgrace. We like to think we are not racist in Ireland, not here in Ireland, but evidence clearly says otherwise. And of uh, the foot race, Uncle Phil 2K, legend says he's still running. <laughs> Winston uh, 121880, all this MAGA on MAGA crime. And hey, listen, you know good and damn well, they both voted for Trump. You know they both voted for Trump, come on, man. All right, um, a racist homecoming proposal. All right, let's put the picture up full mask, hell of a thing and I got some more background. So a Nebraska school district is doing damage control after student posted their racist homecoming poster on Facebook. The poster reads, quote, if I was black, if I was black, I would be picking cotton. But I'm white, so I'm picking you. The still unidentified student has been temporarily removed from the school grounds while the district is limited in their ability to reprimand student. North Bend Central Superintendent Patrick Nijin says they will pursue action. Quote, honestly, it makes me sick because it's very frustrating to mean that students and or adults would do something like this. We've made contact. we made contact and that we have, you know, we're following our student handbook and the Student Discipline Act uh, to the extent that we can. You have to take the First Amendment in consideration, I mean, freedom of speech here, um, sir. So I don't know if you talk to the legal counsel of your uh, school, um, but you actually don't, you know why? Let me give you an example. You already violate freedom of speech when you put in your handbook that students cannot use the F word. And if they do, they'll be suspended. That's adverse action from the government. You know, the reason why you could suspend them is because the freedom of speech dynamic is not holistically applied to children, to minors. And you also have a crime in your state, a statutory misdemeanor. Using profanity in front of another minor is actually a crime in your state. Once again, that's a free speech issue, right? The bottom line is you all have the right to enforce not only decency, contextualized through speech and clothing. You all have the right to enforce this as well. Let us not play this game, superintendent. There's more, all right? So he says he recognizes the shortcomings of what the district can and cannot do, saying, and I quote, I wouldn't necessarily disagree with them. We're going to the extent of what we can do based on, again, the First Amendment. And what we can do with the Student Discipline Act, is that fair? Is that right? And some people ask, it won't be, end quote. Uh, Now you got what, let's put up the school. You got 586 students, um, only 34 are minorities, all right? So this gives you an idea of why this guy's talking the way he's talking. 34 minority students, just three of them are actually black. Uh, The superintendent says the incident could become a new foundation for greater discussions about what students are posting online. Let's put it back up again. So, we need to have a greater discussion about that. We need, okay, this needs to be a, a point of, of what? You know good and damn well that the student felt comfortable doing this because it is culturally accepted. They put it on a public profile. And in your response, sir, you kind of defend them. I think we could maybe even take a step further and go into more specifics like race and that sort of thing and how this, you know, your statements, your actions can affect others in a very negative and personal way. Sir, you are not the person for the job. Just the whole way, put the quote up again. This is a major issue. And you're saying, I think we could maybe even, Take that a step further and go into more specifics like race. Sir, the student already went into race. He already started the specifics, Um, not the only incident, put it up. The incident is not the first of its kind around the country. Other students, both this year and years prior, have used the same line in their homecoming posters, receiving similar public backlash. The student and whoever was with the student, because I don't think the picture took itself, they knew exactly what they were doing. They also knew that the superintendent or the school system would not have significant adverse penalty. And naturally, they likely learned it from their parents, very sad. All right, hell of a thing. A cop uses his authority to adversely impact his ex-girlfriend. Right? He decides to assault her and then get her committed. All lies. Here's a video.
2: Did you have? What the? What is wrong with you? I, need help. I don't need help. I need to get away from you. No. No, this is a normal. I don't care what anybody says. Can I please stand up? Okay. I'm not going to any jail. I didn't do anything wrong. I'm not going anywhere. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. What is wrong with you?
0: Would you do this? (laughs) would you? okay please let me go you just called the cops on me you're a cop you're a f- what the f- is wrong with you i've lived all over the world and not one time has anyone ever come up tackled me attacked me and called the cops on me for existing in the woods
2: i didn't do anything wrong except disagree with you
0: Let me go. You can't just back with me like that. Get off of me. I can't breathe. I Don't bite me.
1: I don't think that's the situation. Nobody's here to hurt you. At all. What's your intended
2: Please, please.
1: Put up this coward's picture for a man, he has been arrested. Ronald K Davis, Officer Davis of Pennsylvania State Police Troop, strangled his girlfriend in, last, in a last month abuse against her. The abuses authority as well had her committed. So Officer Davis is charged with strangulation, unlawful restraint, false imprisonment, simple assault, official oppression, recklessly endangering another person. Davis has been denied bail and is being held at the Dauphin County prison. That's how you do it. That means a judge. Said no, you get no bail. Good for that judge. I can't imagine what this young lady was going through in those moments. You literally have somebody recording, who's agreeing with this madness. You have him. He calls the police because he know he knows they got his back, regardless of him being right or wrong. Then he gets her so committed. Let me give you background on the incident. It's a hell of a thing. The woman told state police that Officer Davis exerted control over her in a variety of ways, shedding off electricity to the camper where he lived, locking the shed that held her belongings, generally restricting access to her belongings, the affidavit said. As their relationship deteriorated in mid-August, she expressed the desire to start over in a new city and could start to feel tension building between her and Davis. The court document said the woman told state police, She made statements to get a reaction from Davis, but never seriously wanted to kill herself. And Davis knew this. Davis left the on Barracks on August 21st, drove straight to where his ex-girlfriend lived, more than 11 miles away. State police say in court documents, state police said Davis immediately confronted his ex-girlfriend when he found her in a picnic area of Wiser State Forest, Greenland, tracked in Williamston. She tried to get away from him. But he grabbed her, carried her away, court documents state. A civilian who assisted Davis with finding his ex-girlfriend started recording the confrontation, according to the police. According to the court documents, the recording showed the pair on the ground with Davis sitting on top of the woman. At one point, he had her in a wrestling style hold, and she could be heard saying, I can't breathe multiple times, the affidavit says. Court documents said Davis told troopers his ex-girlfriend had been making comments the entire day of August 21st about being suicidal and depressed on August 26th. She was released from the hospital. The ex-girlfriend told police that Davis threatened to make her appear crazy throughout their four month relationship. I know you're not crazy. I paint you as crazy, Davis told her according to court documents. I know the law. The ex-girlfriend was ultimately committed to a 72 hour psychiatric hold against her will under false pretenses, said police. Medical professionals told state police she seemed agreeable. After she was taken to the hospital, she did not display suicidal tendencies. State police concluded the woman's text messages to Davis were a combination of her frustration and desire to leave the relationship. That's to die by suicide. State police also said Davis abused his position as a state trooper. Put up his picture again. Obviously, this man is out of control. He has not been exposed. You know what has not been exposed? The people he likely did this to while on the beat, while being a cop. There should be an investigation into all of his arrests, into any claim of malfeasance, corruption, violence. He did this to somebody he claimed he loved. He literally strangled the woman. And according to the narrative, told her that he would do this to her one day. i make you look crazy. I will make you look as if you don't know right from wrong, up from down. That's diabolic. And you don't think an individual like that is willing to do adverse things to people they don't claim to love? They don't know, they don't have some level of connection to This talks to a deeper, this speaks to a deeper dynamic within policing. While we keep seeing some of the worst people end up in some of the most trusted positions, meaning they get a lot of public trust. They got a gun, they have a badge, they have a license to kill. Why does policing attract them? You gotta think about that. Why does the industry of policing attract people like that? Culture, culture, and until you deal with that part, all of these other reform policies, um, let's have a community liaison. None of these things will solve the underlying problem that you need, not simply reform, you need replacement, bottom line. All right, we will give you updates as the trial moves forward. Uh, Very thankful that the judge told him no
2: bond. Use the bathroom, and we have it recorded. Uh, so yeah. so we she's in in business. Business. Yeah. yeah. she's the owner. She's the owner. owner of the business. And she pays the rent and every month. And, just, and you pay rent. I don't pay rent for anything. Here. I work here. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yes, you too have no right to get aggressive with my girl. I'm not getting aggressive what with anybody. Calm do down. Calm down. Is down. down. Is Tone, it down. Tone it down. Tone it down, ma'am. Who was, was cursing? I
0: didn't okay. Yeah. Yes, you did. You did.
2: You did. What the hell is going on? No, you said what the f. F word. Okay.
0: You did. You did. Yeah, see, just like that, just like that. Can I ask you a simple question? You don't have to ask us nothing, go talk to your landlord. I did talk to my yeah, landlord. Yeah, and what happened? Nothing was said to us, so- Okay, listen to me for a second. I don't have to listen to nothing you're saying. I want to know- I don't have to listen to anything in your building. Because I want
2: to use it here. Yeah, why? Why? Because we want to. Be- but you don't pay rent here. So This is not your ba- building, it's not your bathroom. So? Talk to your manager so? about improving the bathroom in use if it. you don't like it. I'm still gonna use it. Well, we'll, well okay. okay, then we'll, we'll just take it, it up with the landlord. We'll go for it, it. We'll and go for it. And we'll seek we will a reduction in our rent uh-huh. because we can't use our own friggin bathroom. First of all, I don't even know who else, else is in those other stalls.
0: Who else is in those stalls? I have no idea, people. They've be camped out and there's probably somebody no, no, right.
2: Okay.
0: I they're waving at our
2: receptionist and saying oh, hi. So they're antagonizing.
1: T- tab- so tab- so oh, tab- I did not do anything. I said hi. I was oh, being oh, pleasant. I was bad. being I was pleasant. And I said hi. Tackle of Karen's, likely Karen or Karen Crime here. Let's put up the picture full mass. Now, see, you see the Karen in the background? You see, there's levels to this right here. There's levels to this, all right? If you made it past those two Karens, <laughs> Rayvada,
0: go <good laughs> thoughts. <laughs> I just like the looming Karen in the background. She ain't even saying it, she's like, all right. <laughs> I'll say it, she said, I'm gonna seek a reduction in my rent cuz I'm not able to use my bathroom, good so effing creative. luck is what I say, good luck making that argument. Because for for what I can't imagine was more than two minutes. So what else was using the bathroom? You were denied access, come on now, it didn't have to be like this.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was some extreme <laughs> tyrannicity. But I gotta give it to the one that was like, yeah, I'm gonna use it for a, a reduction in rent. That's, that's some stuff I never would have thought of that, creative <laughs> insane. yes. But <laughs> still creative. Okay, um, hell of a story. A woman shoots five people at a bar because she was denied entry. Put her up for a mask. Hell of a thing here. Five people get shot because she was denied entry. Police in Colorado have identified the suspect, they say, is a female shooter who shot five people last week after opening fire outside of a Dirks Bentley's whiskey. Row bar in Denver. This came after she was denied entry into the hotspot. The police department released these photos of the suspect. Uh, Kiana Rosenberg is is being sought on eight counts of criminal attempt to commit murder in the first degree. Police said on Monday that their investigation found a woman. She was denied entry to a bar because of an issue with her identification. She began walking away quickly, but returned to have another conversation with security staff. Investigators told reporters that the shooting took place after the suspect who was in line to get into the country music stars establishment was stopped by security who believes she may have not been using her own ID. Now, I want to say this to the security. They may have actually saved um, lives by being vigilant, all right? So there's more. As she walked away a second time, police said she pulled out a gun and fired in in the direction of the club multiple times. Um, Thank God she did not kill anyone. She injured five people, however. That's bad. Police said they believe the victims uh, were not the intended targets. Um, We have a screenshot of her shooting. Here it is. The five victims are expected to survive. Investigators continue to search for this person, put up a picture again. They continue to search for this person. They're asking the public to help them track her down. Anyone with information can call Metro Denver Crime Stoppers 720. 913-7676. Naturally, no one knows exactly what the motive was. But there is a circumstantial narrative that says, well, if she had fake ID, she did not want to be identified. Maybe she was going in there in order to do exactly what she ended up doing, which is shooting people, okay? All right, we got more on the other side, indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. Always good to be with you. We have a lot of show still left, all right? Let me read some of these amazing comments. Um, America needs a reboot. I have a feeling these kids in Nebraska live in a very white bubble. Yeah, Lynn, I don't understand who is filming that abuse. Um, somebody who uh, votes for Trump and says blue lives matter. Okay, that's who. All right, Felicia M. Uh, I read that earlier yep thank you and is this real life 420 welcome to indisputable thank you so much for joining we appreciate you uh David Morris in keeping with TYT policy I won't say how cool it would be if someone ran up and booted him uh, because I would be wrong winston uh, 121 880 uh this is what happens when you let pregnant UT children about history uh, that's right. That's so correct. And yeah. Uh Jack or Dragon 1991. I hope each of those dates did no. Yeah. I don't think there was a date intended, maybe at all. Maybe it was just, you know, a prank. Okay. Hell of a thing. A black designer goes into a store. Finds his product inside of the store, and it's like, "What the hell?" And confronts the person at the store. Here's what happened: it's in the store it's because because. A what? So what's the problem right now? How can I help that? That, that I offered <laughs> yeah. to that offered when I first started making my pants, I offered to work with you guys. Okay. And you were supposed to hit me back about it. Yeah. And then it never happened. Um, even though I keep asking, but, but that that then, is, but that you, that that was, is. Yeah, but yeah, that was before. That was after, though. But now I'm coming in the mall and I'm seeing a fake version of my pants, is what I'm saying. Okay. Even though even though I could have bended this for you months ago, is what I'm saying. Okay, did you remember the reason why? Hey, and you tell me the reason? Yeah. No, tell, no say it again.
2: Okay, the reason was, not because your bed is ugly or I don't like it. I like your styles. Ugly. I like your designs. but the problem is we have agreement with the management. We have to put specific brand name. We can't put anything. When we take like a long tail in our lease, so we put like all our brand name to take that approved for our lease. Because there is like a store selling like men. You see over there? And we got superior over there. So they don't want in the management for the mall. They don't want like just like put anything. No, we have to put like specific brand name.
1: What? Put it up. Um, I don't know what kind of explanation that was. But, sir, it sounds as if you admitted to guilt. A black designer found one of his designs had been stolen and decided to confront the store about it, according to him. He had previously offered to work with the store, as you can clearly see the design in the picture frame and what's on the table. I mean, it is no doubt about this being his design. I'm glad he confronted him. I was happy to see him put this person on blast. Working as an artist, someone who literally designs, expresses through fashion. Um, it's a difficult job. You know those designs? They come from the soul of a person. It's a deeply spiritual thing, in my opinion. And for someone to literally steal what you have birthed from your being, that's especially offensive. Big ups to you for doing this. And in our research, we found, well, we were reminded. Well, it happens a lot, especially to black designers, put it up. Remember this one? Black designers have often had their designs stolen from major brands. Fashion Nova and Sheen are constantly being accused of stealing designs and selling them for low prices. Yes, yeah, they say, nothing new under the sun. Um, but good for you for standing up. Obviously, we stand with you. Uh, and this establishment should apologize and also compensate quickly, all right, we got more on the other side, the bullpen is next, stick and stay. Let's get it, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. In the bullpen today, we have Ms. Sophia Hamilton commentator, young voices, She's a Health Policy uh, Studies Research Associate at a uh, Libertarian DC think tank. Where she focuses on issues related to drugs, poverty and women's health. Good to have on the program, how are you?
0: I'm doing great, thank you so much for having me, Dr. Ritchie. It's great to be here.
1: It's great to have you on. All right, Sophia, Ms. Hamilton. We're gonna talk about um, the new federal agency to address gun violence in America. proposed by the White House. You disagree with it on some level, I agree with it. Let's start the debate. I don't want to presume what you know, believe, about that proposed division inside of the federal government. So what say you?
0: Well, thank you so much. Um, I want to first start out by saying that I appreciate that there's some action being taken on gun violence in prevention of this violence. Um, I was in high school when there were the shootings at Douglas Stoneman down in South Florida. I was in high school in Florida. That's something that greatly impacted me and my loved ones. And so it's it's nice to see that this announcement and that there's something going on and that there's something happening. My issue with the Office of Gun Violence Prevention is I don't think that it is We should be letting the executive branch legislate. I don't think this is the role of the executive branch of the president, of the vice president. I think action on gun violence should be taken directly by Congress. Why? Because the role of Congress is to legislate, they're the legislative branch. Uh, The executive branch has doubled, tripled, quadrupled in size over the past several decades. And we've given too much power to the administrative state. And honestly, they're not very effective at their jobs.
1: Congress Congress is effective?
0: Not always, not always. And that's a great point. I have a lot of issues with the federal government not being effective. So that's that's a good point point to bring up.
1: Let's go back to a point you made about the uh, administrative wing of our government. Uh, You're right, the legislative branch is separate. From the executive branch. Uh, I read the policy proposal, which, by the way, was presented by a member of Congress, just couldn't get anywhere. Um, I read the policy proposal. There's nothing that blurs the line between administrative function and law. So when you say, well, basically, they're not the right agency to do this, they're the only agency that, that can actually create administrative agency at will based on budgetary dynamics. So how can you argue that they're not the right agency to do so?
0: No, that's a a great point. I just think fundamentally, I don't think our administrative state should be as large as we've allowed it to become. Um, And this just falls into the administrative state. Um, We've let the president have so much power over the legislative branch. And I do think administrative agencies are in some capacity legislating through their promulgation of different rules through, which I know are, are not they're not laws, but they act as laws and their regulations act as
1: laws. Well, so that's my okay. issue. When, when you say their regulation act as laws, that's not, that's not correct. They're not able to, let's say, make an administrative policy that goes adverse to the Supreme Court. They're not able to make a legislative, they're not able to make an administrative policy that goes against a legislative statute. They're not able to make an administrative policy that goes against any statutory dynamics that have been established whatsoever. Uh, They are able, by statute, uh, they are able to make administrative offices to deal with particular dynamics within the context of culture and society and government. So it's it's interesting to me that you did agree in the beginning. You said, listen, I'm glad they're doing something. This would be an office to uh, at least address gun gun violence. Now think about that. You agree on some level. That gun violence needs to be addressed, and you're glad to see some movement. We have an epidemic of shooting gun violence in the United States of America, partly because we have a very gun-centric culture, right? We solve problems with guns in this country. It's unfortunate. We also have a CDC. Why do we have a CDC? Because we have infectious diseases in this nation, too. I don't think you would make the argument that the CDC shouldn't exist because it's an administrative agency. All of them are administrative agencies, madam. If you take away all of the administrative agencies, you actually have zero direct government employees outside of your executive branch cabinet and the subsidiaries called uh, superior and inferior employees at the cabinet level. You have your secretary and your undersecretaries. So how would you run a government without the um, connection of the administrative policy wings that come from it?
0: That's that's a great point that you're making, especially with the CDC. Um, I wouldn't go as far to say that we should get rid of the CDC. I am not that radical at all. I'm not a radical libertarian, right. um, but though some people would make that argument from the libertarian side. Um, but going back to administrative agencies, the administrative state in the 1900s and now in the 2000s has but to run an effective government before we had this large administrative state. So I don't think it's fair to say that we can't we can't run a government and have laws and have these different policy actions taken without all of these administrative agencies. I do think that the huge amount of federal workers, just all of the bureaucracy, I have a lot of friends that work in government, it mm-hmm. does make it much more difficult to get these policies in place enacted and making sure that they are effective policies because there's going to be a lot of bureaucracy and there's going to be some double stepping and people getting in the way. And we're just not going to make sure that the rules are there and effective.
1: I I would encourage you instead of just being against administrative um, dynamics, right, and and administrative office to look at what it does, because I can argue with you on the merits of an administrative office and I would probably agree with you on the lack of effectiveness of some of them if not many right but I would look at it line by line item by item if it actually is effective now I want to read some stats to you because I think it's time for somebody to do something you literally have a nation where 88% of american gun owners gun owners agree with universal background check 79% of in RA members agree with background checks. Over 90% agree with red flag policies, meaning if you have a mental health background, etc., you should have a different bureaucracy in order to obtain a weapon. That's, this is a problem when you have zero legislation being passed that actually agrees with the sentiment of the majority of Americans that's a problem. You got to address that problem somewhere. And maybe this office can, to some degree, at least bring a level of cohesion around the argument in ways that right now, obviously, is not happening. Do you not agree that could potentially take place?
0: Oh, I think that's that's a wonderful point that you're making. Um, I definitely think that there needs to be more stringent laws on how you can get your hands on firearms. I think mental health background checks are a great solution. My issue with the Office of Gun Violence Pro- prevention is it's very unclear what exactly they're going to be doing. Gun violence.
1: Oh, wait a minute, gun violence prevention. Yes. That's what they're going to be doing. No, exactly.
0: But I, I want to know exactly what steps they're going to be taking, what rules, since it's an administrative agency, what rules they're going to be when trying to put when in have place.
1: Whenever you, when you ask that question about any administrative office, do you know what the CDC is? Oh, I
0: definitely, I ask those questions about every administrative office.
1: Okay. so. You know they actually do have a presentation from the first bill that was produced by a member of Congress that says, "Here's what the office would do. It's quite expansive. Have you read that?
0: i I did. I just thought the language was a bit vague, um and it sounded a little a little too political to me. I wanted line items of what exactly the steps that they were going to take and what that legislation would look like, but I, I I do understand that it's probably too too early on in this situation to know exactly what they want
1: to do. Yeah, I don't I don't want them to come in with concrete. I want them to come in with a a fluid idea and we bring on individuals to make it concrete. We want to work through collaboration, not dictatorship. So I'm okay with the fact that you're formulating ideas as we move along because we know this is a very new thing.
0: Secret but Communities I'm- Act. Uh, Sorry, go on. the Bipartisan Commun- Safer Communities Act was passed in 2022, back in July. And I just don't think we've seen a lot of change happen from that. And so in President Biden's announcement of this new office, he's hearkening back to this act that he helped get passed and that his office helped to draft. And we just haven't seen a change in the violence, gun violence rates that have happened in over a year since its passage.
1: Uh, well, but I encourage you to look at the statistics in Chicago. Um, literally, their pilot program, uh, based on funding from the program you speak of, uh, decreased at a rate of 32% individuals between 18 to 25, their association with gun violence. I know this because I do gang, I do gang peace treaties in Chicago and other places. Uh, and so I'm aware of the stat. The program works based on local implementation. Washington, all they do is write the check. It comes down to local leaders to implement the program. Would you want that money taken away from Chicago because you don't agree with the fundamental basics of having an administrative office? I don't think so. Oh, right?
0: Absolutely not, absolutely yeah. not. No, and I think, I think it's it great that. that the program is going down to the and local level. Some,
1: that's right, it works in some areas. Some areas they need to have a better uh, executive working it. Right? But that's how all of these processes work. There's no perfection. We're talking about human beings who execute on plans and ideas. There was no perfection under Trump. There won't be perfection under Biden. But we cannot make decisions based on perfection. We have to make decisions based on practicality. Will it or can it be effective? And until they show me that they are holistically incapable, I won't criticize a decent idea when we have a lack of ideas. Do you follow my point?
0: Oh, and I completely, I completely agree with that. I'm glad that someone is taking a stand and that there's some action being taken. I just, my issue is, I don't know if this is the most fiscally, this is the best fiscal way to go about it, just because of the bureaucracies and ineffectiveness of administrative agencies in general. So I would rather see it go through Congress. But since this office was created by Congress through through an act, I'm fine with it. But I do think. It's a good first step. That's what I'll say.
1: All right. So you, at the end of the debate, you do agree with me
0: on parts of the issue. All right. I think we started out in somewhat of agreement.
1: Agreement. Right. Uh, so, so let me also say this then. Um, I get your point. You know, execution of a program like this, you know, who knows? But if they have a strong apparatus to where they can connect the money, the resources, give the support required to local individuals who know how to do the work and get the job done. Now you have a winner. Now you have case study. Now you have people that uh, they were able to make it work in, let's say uh, Detroit. Now you have a case study that you can use in New York. This is how we do this. This is how we start working these programs to make a more effective policy reality for those who it adversely impacts. Talking about gun violence in America. Um, So I do hope you're an ally to the program. I hope that you continue to push for the policies that can protect people. I know you have a strong policy background and, uh, you know, hell, you don't know. Joe may surprise you, okay?
0: That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that this does pleasantly surprise me and that there is impact made from this program. Um, but I will definitely be advocating for changes to um, gun policies to make us all safer.
1: Let me ask you this quick question. What would you like to see? Because we can't. Congress, they're about to shut down because of Matt Gaetz. That's where we at with Congress. What would you like to see outside of Congress? What would you like to see done here in the area of gun violence in America?
0: So I think this is really a community issue and a local issue where it's widespread among America. There's not gun violence in every single community in America, but we need to look at the different housing issues, poverty issues. Right. What's making people go to the streets and be violent and take? Make, do these awful crimes. And I think that's what we need to start off with. Um, there's also there?
1: How do you get there? You get that through a think tank. You get that through research. You get that through listening to people on the ground. Well, how do you do that without ears that are dedicated to doing so? So you set up an office that has staff members who are dedicated to doing just that and then funding those programs locally. You're with me on this, madam.
0: If If it can be done effectively and efficiently through that office, I can be somewhat for it. If it, if it works out policy-wise, that is my main concern. I'm not, a, I'm not into politics here. I don't care whatever office is doing it. If it works, it works. Yep. Um, and if it's financially feasible, then yes.
1: There you go. All right. I can, I can, I'm okay with that. All right? Um, it was a pleasure having you on the program. Thank you so much. We'll definitely have you back. Thank you. All right. Remember, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable.